Morning all. Hello. Hello everyone. Yeah. So we've agreed to discuss relationships today. Big topic. Um, so should we start off maybe thinking about what is the most significant relationship to us at this stage in our life? Stunned silence. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting, actually, because when we talked about this question, I um, initially thought about a relationship with someone else, because I think we were thinking about the most important relationship. Yeah. And then actually I thought, no, it's actually with myself, mm -hmm. um, is, is the most important relationship that I have now and also have had throughout my life. Mm -hmm. yeah. When you said that, you know, we, we discussed a little yeah. bit about this before, didn't you? That, that suddenly made me stop up and think, I thought, yeah. Why am I not thinking about a relationship yeah. with myself? You know, mm -hmm. I've been with myself all my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think your relationship with yourself has changed over the years? Though? It's changed and it's changing, definitely. Um, so if I think about a, something that I'm thinking quite a lot about now, which is self-compassion and self-care and how to be kindly to myself, mm -hmm. and that's something that I am... Um, quite focused on because it's not my natural um, way of being. Mm -hmm. My natural way of being is to be unkindly and pushy and shovey and, you know, sort of, I know you can't see that, can you? Sort of whipping yourself to get into yeah. shape, you know, do something yeah. or do things. Because you're not like that with other people at all. I was just going to say. Yeah, we've got to clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't whipped anyone <laughs> To my knowledge. <laughs> no, so it's but it is something that I do to myself. So my I'm changing my relationship with myself to be to try and be more aware and to be more kindly. And do you think you would have always said throughout your life that your relationship with yourself was your most significant relationship or is that an awareness that has come to you as you've got older? It's funny actually because I asked John the same question, um, my partner this morning, and he said, "Well, obviously it's with your mum, isn't it?" When I just asked the question, okay. and I said, okay. "Gosh, that's fascinating because that—that's yeah. not what I thought." I think he's—I understand why he said that. Yeah. And for some people, that would be their—you know—that would be their starting point. But it wasn't. It was—it was about my relationship yeah. with myself because I'm the constant, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. How I feel about myself, and, yeah. but not in an egotistical sort of way just in a I think it impacts on everything else mm. I do actually think that's really healthy um, and I think it's it's probably a relationship that is very easy to neglect isn't it mm. your relationship with yourself mm -hmm. yeah and I think part of this time of life is rekindling that relationship with yourself because the last you know, few mm. however many years have been completely dominated by mm. very needy yeah. small children and yeah their relationship inevitably kind of takes over really mm -hmm. so part of yeah midlife is about taking stock and seeing where I am mm -hmm. and who I am and what I want to be and all those things yeah mm -hmm. so perhaps for the first time we've got the space mm -hmm. to reflect on that mm -hmm. well, when I thought about the question I think probably for the first time in my life or that I'm thinking there isn't one relationship that is the most significant mm. one that actually there's lots of relationships that I really value and I think perhaps in my younger years I might have thought a romantic relationship was the most important relationship and put, therefore put a lot of pressure on that person to give me everything I needed mm. and I think mm. I've realised that that's 
that no one relationship can give everything and I, I and I think I've got to the stage now when I value friendships I value family relationships as well as you know relationship with my husband equally but I think that's something I've learned um, and that has come with age rather than been something that's been a constant in my life I thought about relationship but not with a person but with a a feeling, a circumstance, and um, when we talked a bit about relationship with ourselves, and I thought, what has been an enduring relationship or something that is shifted? And to me, at this time, I think it's about loss, and I think it's relationships with loss and where I am with that. So, um, when you're younger, you deal with loss quite differently, and as you get older, you are potentially I think feeling more loss in and having to come to terms with things loss of the ability to potentially have a family again mm-hmm. um, you know there's lots of there's not in a negative way but I think there's lots of loss and I was thinking about how you deal with that and um, how you come to terms with um, those kinds of realities of life that are more pertinent I think nowadays mm-hmm. in our age group we're going to be naturally seeing a lot more loss of those people of the next generation up mm-hmm. and how we how we look at it and um, I think that's been an important relationship for me and mm-hmm. I look at it and think well what do I do and mm-hmm. actually thinking about I, I'm quite ritualistic so I think for yeah. me that acceptance comes through doing things that are um, you know I like to light a candle I like to physically do things mm-hmm. and mark anniversaries and things like that um, I think it's important to talk about loss as well, mm-hmm. to acknowledge it. So I think um, it, you know it might feel odd to think that something could have happened. You know, you could have lost something 30 years ago, and if you don't think about it or talk about it, it's still there. It's it's still that those feelings are still there, aren't they? They get processed, yeah. but they are different at this stage of life. Um, and when I see maybe younger people, family members, or people that I know that may be going through a loss, a loss of that first love, that mm. first relationship mm. that, that mm. you pinned everything yeah, on, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. feel very differently, I feel anyway, yeah. I think mm. I, I think I feel de- differently now as an observer of that loss than I did at that age. I think that's, um, yeah, I can remember being devastated when a significant relationship ended in my 20s yeah. and I thought my world had ended yeah. and I've witnessed my children going through similar yeah. breakups and it's hideous as a mother to see your child go through that because I can remember the pain of it and my world imploded but I also know that it will be fine in the end yeah. which is exactly what I was told at the time and didn't believe um, but yeah it's easy to um to having had that experience and be older, it's easy to be quite dismissive. I think it's, it's a danger, as a trap yeah. of falling yeah. into being very dismissive of a loss that you might have. A young person might be feeling of like, oh well, in the view of life. And there's an element there's, there's there's a truth in that, but there's also a truth in whatever loss you're experiencing, whatever place in life you are, it's significant, if it's significant yeah. to you, isn't yeah. it? And it's, yeah. I think, yeah. for me, just you saying that, I know it's, not quite off, it's a bit <laughs> off the subject, really, but it reminds me of that feeling of, like, how, as you're getting older and you have more experience, do you embrace 
other people having younger people <laughs> having experienced things for the first time without um, putting that spin on I don't know I don't know the right words for it but that sort of like you know oh well yes dismissive slightly and sort of I think there's a real danger in that I think I think just and lost there's an assumption that you get better at it I think that's yeah. what I was kind of driving yeah. towards is that that as you get older because potentially there is more of it and you've lived longer that there is an assumption that you get better at it the reality is there will be potentially more of it mm. so what I was curious about was how and in myself with my relationship with myself as exploring how I cope with that and will cope with that in the future and looking at the kinds of things that will help mm. I suppose the thing um, about getting older compared to being younger thinking about loss when I was younger it felt absolutely massive in my world yeah. like it was all-encompassing and I suppose the thing about getting older is a sort of broadening out that it's just one facet of, of life if you see what I mean mm -hmm. and so it's partly that as in it takes up a smaller proportion of life but also a, 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 a realization that oh yeah I may not have had this type of loss before but I've had loss before and I know how that that felt and mm -hmm. how I dealt with it and and that it does pass mm -hmm. so I suppose there's um, an experience as you get older with loss that just changes how you deal with it and how you perceive it. You live alongside it, I think, don't you? Mm. rather than in it. Gone very deep and dark quite quickly, haven't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, should we, should we think about partnerships and relationships at this stage of life? What what do we want? <laughs> we went to the benefit of the day. Bella. <laughs> what, what are we looking for in partnerships? So I suppose, am, am I talking about, are we talking about romantic relationships now and then? What are we looking for in romantic relationships at this stage of our life? Something We're all looking different. at Bella. <laughs> for me, it's friendship. I, I think it, it starts with friendship and companionship and I suppose going back to that point before about relationships needing to be the everything mm. actually a recognition that for me anyway it's part of everything it isn't everything mm. because it sits mm. alongside friends and family yeah. and dreams wishes aspirations and all sorts mm. of things it, it would never be my everything because that feels a little for me, anyway, a little unlikely that one yeah. relationship or yeah. one person could yeah. be everything. Yeah. Mm. Um, not least of which, because everything is a sort of changing, flexing, yeah. fluxing thing. Yeah. It's not static. And I think you sort of the the concept of unconditional love. Mm. You know, you might you know, have that with your parents. You might have that with the children. But with your partner, in a way, it isn't actually unconditional, is it? You know, so you. You've got to kind of negotiate your relationship, you know, when you've been married for a long time. I've been married for 25 years. Mm. Um, and it's a, um, you know, like you say, it is that sort of being able to be separate but together, isn't it? You know, you have a, yeah. you have a separate life. Yeah, yeah. I have noticed actually when people retire, because some of us are getting near that, is that quite often couples, you know, mm. are quite often more together. Mm. And that's, yeah, it's that's quite scary. That's slightly irritating, yeah. actually. <laughs> I shouldn't really yeah. say this, but you know, when, when somebody's <laughs> always there with, yeah. if you want to talk to one person, but they're always there with their 
partner, you know, you just kind of like, I wonder if I want to talk to you. <laughs> I can remember the first time uh, my husband and I went on holiday together without the children. Mm. Um, and I think we were both a bit anxious about it because obviously when you go on holiday with three children as we did, they take up a lot of your time and energy. They dictate often what you do. And we were faced with these two weeks when it was just the two of us. Um, and I think we were both a bit like, okay, how's this going to play out? But actually it was really lovely. And I think a really important stage in our relationship at, at this stage in life, that we actually did have that time together and remembered how much we do get on and we do enjoy each other's company. But there was a bit of like, oh, this is a change of dynamic that we had to navigate through. I think as well in midlife is that how do you let your each other change as well? So, you know, we often talk about, well, I, mean, I think you were saying last time Bella was there, your son was like, the change was, it called the change. And it's like, you know, it is a change, but it's also a change if you're in a relationship. It can either be a change with the person who maybe if you, like you were saying, Jill, if you've been together a long time, I've never been in a relationship with one person that long not a partnership yeah. that long um but i have imaginations about it and i sort of imagine that that might be quite hard to um i mean that's one of the advantages i think about um getting divorced there are many advantages <laughs> and disadvantages many yeah. is whatever it is for each person but you know for me one of the things was it i think it was looking back it was a good thing because it enabled me to and it came in midlife which mm -hmm. kind of suited in a way it was quite a good time if it was if there is such a thing, um, because it enabled me to be free to change without any impact on anyone, mm. maybe my son, yeah. yes, but not a, a relationship. I didn't have yeah. to re renegotiate anything. I could yeah. not reinvent myself, that's too dramatic, but allow myself to evolve mm. and change a bit and yes. in a way that I did when I was younger, when I came in and out of relationships. I think relationships gave me experiences and I grew from them and then I learnt things about it and then moved into something else maybe went round cycles a few times that weren't helpful but you know it mm. sort of changes but I think it must be quite a challenge mm. to if yeah. for two people who've been together a long time and have quite an expectation and clear view of each other yeah. if yeah. one of them wants yeah. to Exactly. change things because you do you know I mean I think I said in the last Nimble. podcast you get comfortable don't you yeah. so you know I'm very comfortable you know so so I'm not going to get divorced you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know whatever but I am I am comfortable in the yeah. relationship but that doesn't mean I'm you know I can imagine that for yourself that's a big change isn't it yeah. and that you do get that almost chance to change yeah. don't you yeah I think I value the have you know having been in a long relationship I do value the stability and security that I get mm. from that um, but I do also recognise when I look back onto the relationship that ended in my 20s I moved city, I changed jobs, I completely stepped out of my comfort zone and it was incredibly hard but I think I grew so much as a person because of that and perhaps being in a very comfortable, secure situation it's difficult, perhaps more difficult to step out of that and do something very different or, um, but having said that, knowing that he's there gives me confidence to try mm. things as well. Yeah. It's balanced. I think um, what, what Jill said about that unconditioning love um, and love in a relationship, um, hopefully an equal partnership mm. is quite a, 
it's quite a different thing and I think some of the terms that we use things like you know deal breakers uh, you know marriage is a contract and actually that that puts a slightly different slant on it and that you are allowed to to uh, negotiate and that's something that you said as well isn't it Jen about negotiating the relationship which in an adult relationship it, it, I think it is wise to be mindful that you can negotiate even if you've been in a long-term relationship for over 20 25 30 years that you're still um, enabled to move it and it to become what you want it to yeah. be yeah. and that it's not yeah. set in stone not um, you wouldn't yeah. say particularly if it was another relationship with a, a parent or a child you wouldn't necessarily say that's a deal breaker for me mm. and I'm not happy with that but you're allowed to you are you you have permission to do that in an equal partnership don't yeah. you yeah. but I suppose for me the word equal there is the one that really stands out yeah. and I mean um, equal commitment to um, growth and change yeah. as well yeah. And I suppose that's where some of the difficulty comes in at times, isn't it, in long term, where there's maybe a different expectation, desire, want to, to change. And if something for one person feels fine and okay the way it is, and another person feels actually, no, it, I've, I'm changing. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that might happen if you've got children and they as they grow and the empty nest thing that it might affect one partner more than another um it might change their world more so therefore that they might start to change and the other person might feel actually why are we why are you doing this this is this was working really well for me um and it's not that necessarily there has to be a divorce or anything as dramatic as that but it's how do you navigate that it might be a shift in the unrest and, mm. and instability because i guess one thing change always it is a lovely thing but it also brings anxiety with it change yeah. and uncertainty yeah. i'm you know it, it, you're never quite sure where it's all mm. going to land with yeah. change if it takes kind of you know you have to be brave don't you, you know, courage to, uh, to do that yeah to shake your world up yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, for me, one of the things that you were talking about, yeah, I hadn't thought about relationships with feelings, and I suppose one of the ones I have is significant at the moment is compromise. And I think I felt like I feel like I've compromised. Part of our marriage was about compromising with children, particularly. Um, and this aspect of moving into this stage in life, I don't want to compromise anymore. I want, and there's part of me that wants my own room, my own space, so I can have what colours I want and and find out who what for ages you know even yeah home decoration <laughs> we end up with something that neither of us are 100% happy okay. with and that's fine for a, a stage but I feel I'm in a different stage where I don't want that anymore I want it to be exactly how I want it to be <laughs> <laughs> and he wants it to be but that's fine yeah, I mean, yeah. you know and that's part of exploring this aspect and this yeah. stage in our relationship yeah, yeah. and I suppose in some ways I was just sitting thinking yeah one of the I think one of the things I have with my husband is we've always lived very independent lives so actually there's quite an ability to flex and change and we were talking about this morning weren't we those the couples that do everything together mm, yeah, um, yeah. that might be slightly more difficult to yes. kind of have flex and change within um, and maybe that's why that's I always remember about you and oh. Jeff, is that you, um, you have used to have different Christmases didn't you so it was 
one year was a sparkle Christmas, am I right? And one year was Ooh. a natural Christmas. I do remember you saying that. <laughs> oh, yes, no, no, it's, it's the artificial tree and the, the yeah, non artificial tree. I always had yeah, some yeah. Christmas kind of discussion, yeah. you know, and I thought, what a brilliant idea that was to have one year one and one year the other. But like you say, I think about yeah. that, if, if, if you feel that in lots and lots of areas is compromised, then is anybody truly yeah, yeah. getting exactly what they want? I think that's quite an interesting um, or is angle, com- really. Or is compromise what is required in relationship? Mm, if you yeah. want a relationship with another, mm. is compromise mm. always going to be on the table? Yeah. I suppose it depends. Um, there may be some things that compromise about, like the colours of rooms mm. or the cushions that are in there, mm. but some things that are non-negotiables. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, it goes back to the contract, and I don't mean in a formal legal yeah. marriage mm. contract type mm. of way, um, in a what's your contract so our contract today is we'll spend this time we'll yeah. do it in this way we'll talk yeah. about these things so what's your relationship contract and I definitely didn't have one when we got married we just got married yeah. we, we had children and we yeah. were young and we therefore we got married um, being busy yeah. kind of actually yeah. fills it all doesn't yeah. it you know when yeah. you've got children you are just and maybe that's what happens at this life when mm. we've got a bit more time you start actually asking those questions that <laughs> yeah, you should have asked I need to read the small print <laughs> <laughs> I'm now at that stage I'm just go through that <laughs> which for me was the strange thing about being divorced mm. that I suddenly went from being in a crazy busy every minute filled type of environment to sometimes having space that was completely mine. I'm thinking, oh shit, what do I do with this? And and going, like you said last mm. time, there was something about going right back to the very beginning and thinking, well, what what do I like? If I just mm-hmm. can think just, about me, yeah. just me, yeah. what, what do I like to do? Mm. Where do I like to go? And it was, mm. it was quite scary actually. Yeah. Exciting, but mm. scary. But I mean, yeah, I'm keen to see how far we can not compromise. And be ourselves but still be in a in a partnership yeah, there's a brilliant book called staying okay by amy harris who is the wife of the tom thomas harris or whatever who did i'm okay you're okay and her book is called staying okay and she talks about exactly this about how you how you be together as individuals in a partnership and you know, even down to why not have separate holidays if that's what if that really makes you happy mm. why does that have to threaten that partnership mm. um, yeah, I find but, that quite mm. scary because I know quite a few relationships who started becoming more and more independent and it seems almost inevitably right. went their separate ways mm. um, yeah so that that would that would unnerve me I think if if we yeah mm. I feel it's the beginning of that drifting apart relationship Possibly. where people I guess it's it's why you're doing it isn't it is mm. yeah, the yeah, key. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah and it's about being honest about that yeah isn't it? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those of us who've started new relationships as older women how was that how is that different to when you're dating in your teens and your 20s does anyone want to talk about that a bit <laughs> <laughs> I mean you have you're, you're completely different aren't you because I think as um, so I started a new relationship in my 40s and I think that there there's a massive difference because at that point I wanted a relationship um, 
but I didn't need one. Mm. And I think when I was in my 20s, um, a bit like what you said last time, actually, I needed a relationship mm. because I thought if I, I thought I, I needed a relationship to have the things that would follow that, so stability, mm. children, all of that sort of thing. Whereas in my 40s, it was like, I'm cool as I am. Yeah. I'll be cool with somebody. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a need, it was a desire and a want. So I was bringing, I suppose what I'm saying is, I was bringing more of a whole person yeah, yeah, into yeah. the relationship yeah, and the relationship yeah. had to be an enhancement. Yeah. It wasn't to fill the gaps in. Yeah, that's so, that, so it's actually very different. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really true. I, I can totally relate to that in the sense of um, the partner, the person I'm with now, who I met in my, well, 40, 49, something like that, 49, 50 sort of time. Um, I think I didn't, I, I had my son, I, I had my home, um, my work. I didn't need that person for anything other than a relationship, which felt more choiceful, I suppose, more, more a conscious choice to have rather than not. But I remember being single and then deciding when I wanted to have a relationship, starting dating again and being absolutely terrified. <laughs> absolutely terrified of it because I was a different person. It's completely different to, mm -hmm. as a young woman, that wasn't something that terrified me at all. I enjoyed it. I had quite a few relationships. Um, it was all good fun and everything like that. When I was uh, post-child and all the different things, and I was terrified having a relationship, <laughs> meeting someone, <laughs> knowing how to do that at that age. Yeah, yeah. It felt really easy as a young woman. Yeah. Yeah. It felt well, well, different, I suppose, because as an older woman, mm. I also had more confidence. I wasn't, mm. I was much more confident, I felt, meeting someone, but also nervous in mm. a completely different way. So I wasn't nervous of meeting someone when I was younger, but probably more less confident at yeah, yeah, knowing what yeah. I wanted and who yeah. I was and holding myself in there. So it kind of moved around a lot. I think the criteria changes when you become older and thinking about compromise um, and actually I probably, I feel that I would be less willing to compromise mm. in some respects as an older person looking, I'm still single. So. <laughs> 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 but I've done the... You know the this is everything this person mm. has got to fulfill my every need yeah, this yeah. is you know and then you yeah we grew apart I've done it in the late 30s to 50s and now I am single but I have had a few dates and um, have met some people but again I think that that compromise is, is different in my 50s going late 50s is um, partly I part of me thinks can I be bothered to you know put up with um, certain bullshit yeah. <laughs> um, certain things just yeah. through life experience but also those things you know would you move would you do this would you do that those bigger questions I think take on a different slant mm. when you're a little bit older yeah. so does it go back to what Sarah was saying that um, you're happy as, as you are so if, if you are going to have a relationship with someone they need to bring something more it's got to be a bonus yeah. there's got to be yeah. it's got to be a win-win situation really in my opinion yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's more complicated is the other yeah. thing as an older yeah. older person because 
well in my case there's children there's um Prompt. you know it, there's more compromise in some ways in that it's i'm not a blank sheet of paper mm -hmm. I, i'm not something waiting to be molded um mm -hmm. you know there's i have probably some fixed things about me and some things that are non-negotiable like the kids um, so it is a completely different starting point, I guess. As well as, as I said before, um, it has to be an enhancement. It's not a need, it's, it's a desire, but it's not a need. And similarly, not being in a relationship was bloody marvellous in lots of yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. You know, the liberation yeah, of that yeah, is, yeah. is amazing. <laughs> but I think also, that, you know, thinking about the conversations that if you think back to, um, you just talked a little bit about the beginning of relationships when you're younger, maybe for those in long-term relationships, that the conversations that you didn't have, yeah. actually yeah. when you meet somebody and you're older, you do have those conversations because you realise how valuable they are and they are a part of that sort of navigation negotiation and so that there's a fear in that as well isn't there from a, a middle-aged woman's perspective as there, there's a line between becoming you know is it too heavy too serious yeah, yeah, too quickly yeah, 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 you know there, there are other things to consider whereas maybe when you're younger it's you know am i sexy enough am i attractive am i i think you, you just have slightly different uh, perspectives I think I was lucky in a way because the, the relationship I'm in now started quite slowly because it was a, a long distance relationship for about four years and I think that was really, really, well at the time there were moments where I didn't feel it was lucky, it was frustrating but it was also quite good because it meant it had to go slow, it meant you could really be conscious of those things that you're talking about of what is a comment, is this okay, is this not okay, you had to pay more attention which felt yeah be friends i think that's yeah, very important something. isn't yeah. it that wasn't friends just, wasn't just sex and sex, it wasn't yeah. just because that i mean that, i do think that is significant in a relationship but i think that yeah you you grow you get when i was younger i think there's a lot of times when the sex was more important and came first yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and who you were came second in yeah. lots of ways and I wouldn't have thought that or believed that at that age but looking back I think that was more in the mix than I would have admitted then or, or recognised. I totally agree I think that I remember being younger thinking you judge your relationship by what a great sex life you're having, how often you're doing it, where you're doing it, how adventurous, da 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 da. You know, that, that, there is a, a totally different slant on it. And it is because we, I think often as women, may, you know, tie in that emotional connection with sex. Yeah. But when you get older or more experienced and you realise that there's different needs. It's just different. Sex mm. as a middle-aged woman than yeah. it is in your twenties, mm. isn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. the realities of it are different yeah. in all sorts of ways. And so, I suppose that's one thing that really struck me starting a new relationship was like, shit, I've had two kids and yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't feel the way that I did. I don't yeah. look the way that I did. Yeah, and yeah. you know, what's it going to be like yeah. after a relationship of twenty years yeah. with with somebody to then, you know. I was going to say, expose myself to someone else, which sounds a bit, <laughs> sounds a bit dodge, but no, just being yeah. naked with someone yeah, else, you know. I was thinking it's that. It's quite yeah, scary, I the would thought find of it. that quite challenging, the yeah. idea of someone new seeing my body, which doesn't look like it in any way. But um, unless you're dating somebody very young, 
you're they're, also they're in the same yeah, position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think exactly. we can forget yeah. that yes. the other person is probably, yeah. unless you've got somebody very young, you're with, they're mm. going to be in the same position. Like, mm. Is it all going to work? Is it going to? There's yeah. been some adverts on the telly recently, and I can't think what product they're promoting, but it's. It's all about relationships with your body, and it ends up with a woman who's had a mastectomy, and you see her, t- oh, her, her, yeah. her, and it's so powerful. It's a body cream, I think. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, mm. and yeah, and and what's so attractive is her lack of self-consciousness about her body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I find that quite powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to have that relationship with my own body. I'm not sure I've got that yet, but. Um, and that's the other thing that happens through life, isn't yeah. it? Is that there are scars, there are wounds, yeah. there are yeah, yeah. changes in the body yeah. for all number of reasons, yeah, yeah. aren't there? Yeah, yeah. So how do we where our scars are you know, how do goes back to that thing you were saying earlier on, our relationship with ourselves, isn't it? And mm. that comes in when you have to start a new relationship or you you not have to, but you are starting a new relationship, you have to have some kind of consciousness whereas I guess when you're older and you've been in a long term relationship the the in your faceness of that is maybe different. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to you're not forced to confront that bit mm-hmm. of like how do I feel about my body? Because mm-hmm. you can kinda just carry on in the same partners. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in some ways some you know a lot of younger people and probably myself when I was younger still had a, a body kind of image issue because I think you know yeah. we do you know we, we do sort of face that but I think probably when you were younger you know if I think to myself I was probably more often drunk as a student going to a relate you know it's just a completely different thing isn't it? you'd be out, out on the town you meet somebody you know and there's all of that stuff like which which I don't know but I would imagine is a little bit different um, when you're older you know so so you might have had about, an issue, yeah. But thinking mm-hmm. about our relationship with our bodies, how attractive do you feel now in midlife? That's such a great question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Don't really think about it, actually. So, that's interesting. Did you, I, when you were younger, did you think about it more when you were younger? Did it bother you about being physically attractive when you were younger more than it does now? Yeah, I would say so. I would say I felt more pressure to... to um, feel attractive yeah. and to take care of myself yeah. and to try. I felt compared. I think that's mm. I think as a younger woman I felt compared to other women. Um, well I don't know. Do you think you, you compared yourself to other women as a young woman and definitely now yeah, yes, definitely I, think that's true. I, I did. I felt compared um, by myself and um, by others mm. as well. Mm. I think being in relationships sometimes as well when uh, being in bad relationships as well mm. can mm. make you um, question your own yeah. attractiveness, yeah. I suppose. I think thinking about the way I dressed as a, as a, like in my 20s, I think I probably dressed, I was more interested in following fashion and um, maybe dressing to conform to some sort of ideal. And I really don't feel that now at all. And I, and I dress purely for myself yeah. now. Um, I certainly don't dress for my husband. Um, yeah, I, I wear clothes that I enjoy wearing, so I think it's more how I present myself is more about me than about other people, and I think that's been a change in my in my life. Yeah. 
I think when I was younger as well, I mean, I'm going back quite away, but I think that there were a lot of set trends, really, mm. you know, that you, you were kind of in mm. certain groups, whereas I yeah. think over even, you know, I would say in the last 10 years, uh, fashion trends, there's kind of loads of different camps, aren't there? You know, there used to be, you know, there was punks and there was mods yes. and, you know, you were in, yeah. and I'm sure that's probably the case yeah, I think in some young respects. people would say it's still... That, 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 you know, there are sort yeah. of goths and things, but I just yeah. feel that, that it's broader. I think that, mm. you know, because of the, I think because of the internet as well, there's so much more scope for, you know, fashion in a way. Mm. It's a much wider thing than it used to be. So you weren't, I, I don't feel that people necessarily are so channeled now, whether you're younger or older. It was a lot of crossover. When I was young, if somebody in their 40s was wearing potentially Doc Martens or something like that, it would be quite, yeah, it yeah. would be quite a, like, ooh, would be gosh, really <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's quite unusual. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, it isn't now 20, at all. Not at all. No, and you would. I, I've yeah. seen people in their 60s and yeah. 70s in Doc Martens, whereas. So mm. I think that it's people have more permission in the way. Mm. But that's interesting thinking about Doc Martens actually, because <clears throat> I've got a pair that are red and glittery um, boots that I wear, and I've probably had five middle-aged women come up to me in shops and say, oh, "I've got those, but I've never worn them." But seeing you wear them makes me think I should wear them. Oh, wow. I know, and it what really surprises me. Them <laughs> yeah, because they're not, I don't feel brave yeah, enough yeah, to wear yeah. them. Um, so I'm not sure whether it's external permission as much as sometimes it's give yourself permission yeah. to just rock them, whatever yeah. that is. When I decided to stop dyeing my hair, which I did in my like, 30s, um, I had women come up to me um, and just say, gosh, you're so brave. And it wasn't... And I was like, well, it's not brave. It's because it, to me, it was just a personal decision, and it, I wasn't making a statement. It was just I was uncomfortable pretending to be a colour that I wasn't. But that was about my relationship with me. But I had other women coming up to me saying, "I wish I had your courage to do it." Um, yeah, and and that was a surprise to me. Um, that that's how other people felt. <laughs> And now it's bang on trend, isn't it? You know, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. It's on yes. trend yeah. now yeah. to you know not. Not worry about yeah. colour on your hair. Well, should we tie it up with maybe thinking about a relationship which we haven't talked about, which is friendship? Um, how how the role of friendships in our lives and how important they are. Like you know, we we've met up as a group of close friends. How, how, do does the role of friendship is it different now than it was has been previously in your lives? For me, it's just it's always there it's a necessity it's never mm. gone away mm. and never will go away I yeah. think it's always been a really probably the strongest outside a significant um, children yeah. Well, mm. there is um, but yeah it's always been really important to have a group of yeah really close friends mm. and share that shared history with mm. people is incredibly important mm. 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 and increasingly so yeah yeah mm. Sorry. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you also get a, a sort of warmth. I think as I've mm. got on in years, I'm, I'm perhaps also linking in with your theme of loss, Bella, you know, is um, you realise how precious friendships are. Mm. So I think, mm. you know, they've always been a part of my life, but I do mm. realise how precious they are and, and how much how good it makes me feel, you yeah. know, when we've been out and yeah. talked to other people. Yeah. And, and at this time, how mm. it's much more difficult to do. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just how important they are. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, I totally agree as well. Mm. I think that it is, it's quite a, a vital part of um, life, really. Mm. And I've just sadly lost a good friend, so I'm feeling that oh, quite keenly, mm. actually. I think it's something that when I was younger I struggled um, with but I remember moving to Oslo Street and it taking quite a while to meet people that I felt um, would be friends in the longer term and I remember someone saying to me how important it is to find your tribe mm -hmm. and it really resonated at the time um, and I had tribes in other places so school friend tribes and you know people that I'd met in work and different times in my life but it felt important to have a tribe that was uh, local as well yeah. Um, so yeah it's incredibly important to me yeah. and it's something I cherish mm. Mm. I really do mm. and maybe that was part of what we wanted to capture with this like the strength of our friendship and the support network that we have with each other I think that's a really important relationship that I think we all valued it mm. I think I valued it or been more aware of the importance of it as I've got older. Mm -hmm. I think when I was younger, going back to what we were saying earlier a bit with um, partnership relationships, I think they seemed more significant sometimes. Yeah. There was always a group of friends yeah. around yeah. and people yeah. to be with, but I think I would have allowed a partnership to have had more impact in some ways, whereas I think what's changed for me now is that's... Uh, an awareness. I don't think it was less important then. I think I was less aware of how important yeah. it was, and valued it, um, and just the joy of it. Of, and again, going back to what you were saying, guys, about the loss. That sort of, I guess, as you get one of the things that came up for me thinking about significant relationship in this that we've been thinking about was I was thinking about loads of different things and took me on a sort of journey, if you like. But I ended up with my relationship with time and. Um, mm that that seems very significant right now and that awareness of friendships like you said Bella it's like suddenly we're at an age well not that it's, it can happen earlier obviously but you know it's increasingly likely as we go get older that we will lose friends yeah. and people who are significant like you're saying really important to you to have people who've known you your history and I'm you know I think that is what I noticed with friendship as well so it's made me much more focused and um, undiluted in more paying attention to it not just going on not taking it for granted yeah that's a really mm. nice and succinct Debs <laughs> Okay, should we should we wrap it up? Um, I think I think that's been um, a, re a really broad discussion about relationships in all their forms and midlife. Mm. Mm.